Hey, this is Dave DeBow. Would you like to access private capital so that you can buy more properties and scale your real estate business? Then check out my brand new podcast. It's called the How to Raise Capital 101 Show. Now, the first nine episodes are a mini course on how to raise six figures in a matter of weeks and seven figures in a matter of months, even if you're starting from scratch. So you can find this new show. Again, it's called the How to Raise Capital 101 Show, wherever you listen to podcasts. Or feel free to visit us at RaiseCapital101Show.com. Hey everybody, Dave here. Another episode of the Property Profits Real Estate Podcast. Let me ask you a question. Have you ever heard the expression, you know, you need to really focus on your weaknesses, build up your weaknesses, get good at the stuff you're not so good at, bust through those barriers in order to become a better person, a more effective person, a better real estate investor? Have you ever heard that load of crap? Well, most of us are fed that in school, right? It's all about getting better at the areas you're not so good at. Well, today, we're going to flip that around. And our special guest, Angel Williams, got to love that name. Angel, what a wonderful name, <laughs> is going to be showing us her thoughts on this. And it's quit focusing on your weaknesses. Let's figure out what your superpowers are. And let's focus on that. So Angel is a very experienced real estate investor. She and her husband bought their first property, investment property, way back in 2003, when they're both very young people just getting up and going. Angel comes from an educational background. She was a teacher for years. My mom was a teacher for many years, as well as a real estate investor. So that's pretty cool. And so coming from that school system, Angel, I would imagine that, you know, a lot of what we learn in school is shore up those areas you're not very good at, get better at algebra, get better at chemistry, get better at biology, all the things I really sucked at. You know, that's kind of what the emphasis is. So how did you come to this realization that forget that, let's focus on our strengths instead? Well, I mean, it didn't hit me at first. I had, especially when we got into multifamily, because like with single family, you just, for me, it's, my husband and I, we go into a house, we find out what they're asking, we look at the tax value, and then we start just kind of throwing out offers. Right. So it's just, it's different. You don't necessarily have to do a lot of underwriting because you're just using the 1% rule, right? Hmm. And so when we made the jump into multifamily, all of a sudden it was like, you have to do all this underwriting because it's an SEC offering and things got really complicated to me. And I had friends that were like, oh my gosh, Angel, you have to learn how to underwrite, at least at a basic level. And I was like, I don't want to learn how to underwrite. Underwriting hard. Yeah, well, and, for, like and for those folks who, who aren't at that stage, what does underwriting even mean? It's so basically with underwriting, you put all the numbers into these spreadsheets that pump out more numbers that you have some understanding of that let you know whether it's a good deal to pursue or whether you should leave it alone. Right. Okay. Good. So it's and analyzing a deal. That's the formal way of saying. You know, especially for bigger deals, multifamily deals, syndications, we call it underwriting. Good. Yeah. So it was an entire day. I spent an entire day underwriting a deal and I got like halfway through. I was nauseous and I just had this, it just hit me and I was like, holy crap, Jason, my husband can do this stuff in just a few hours. I literally spent an entire day and I'm not even through. And, and he, these probably, numbers, he probably even likes it. He loves it. <laughs> oh my God. He loves it. And I'm like, these numbers don't even mean anything to me anymore. It's like, yay, eight. 
<laughs> I mean, so, they you, literally had no meaning to me anymore. So, so you kind of find out about superpowers by discovering your husband's superpower when it came to underwriting and crunching the numbers. So then what did that illustrate to you about you and your superpower? So if he brings oh. the numbers to the table, what's yours? When we, when we joined the coaching program that we're in right now, one of the first things our coach had us do was send out two questions hmm. to five people. And it was, what is this person's natural talent? What is this person better than than anybody else? Hmm. And I was like, well, I need to send it to five people for five responses. I'm going to send it to 10, hoping five respond. Well, seven people emailed me back and they all said basically the same thing. I'll talk to anyone. We'll have like an instant friendship. And half the time I have them doing something for me by the end of the day. <laughs> And I was like, what? That's not the norm. I always just assumed that Jason couldn't talk to people because he was an engineer. Right. And he's not just an engineer. He had his doctorate in chemical engineering when he was 26. Yeah. So he's like a super Brain, brainiac guy. One of yeah. Those so I just guys. assumed yeah. that that's why he, that's why he couldn't do it. I didn't realize that. No, that's kind of abnormal. <laughs> yeah. And so that was when I was like, well, wait a second. If my superpower is relating to people and really having that comfortable conversation super quick in a relationship, then that's my superpower. And I need to stop taking away from developing that superpower to learn underwriting when I'm married to an amazing underwriter. There's no reason for me to learn how to underwrite. Should I learn how to read a summary tab? Probably. Yeah, excellent. But I don't have to crunch those numbers. That's beautiful. I love that story. All right. That's very, very cool, Angel. So you figured out, first of all, what your husband's superpower was. Then you asked 10 people, email 10 people to ask them what yours were. Seven of them got back to you and they all kind of had the same, same message. So how would you define, you can talk to anybody, become friends with anybody very quickly and get them doing stuff for you, lickety splickety. How would you summarize that superpower? Like, what would you call it? Just personability or friendliness or? Call it an ability to create a more than a handshake relationship in a very short amount of time. I love that. That's really good. That's excellent. Okay. So is that what you recommend to people now? If we want to figure out what our super abilities are is, Hey, email 10 people, ask them those two questions. So the two questions again, were, what is this person really good at naturally? And what was the other yeah, question? So what is, you know, what is this person's natural ability, natural talent? What do you think it is? And then what does this person do better than anybody else? Good. Yeah. Those are awesome questions. So getting the guts up, was that... No, you don't seem like a shy person. So you probably didn't have any problem sending that out. Not at all. <laughs> <laughs> and, and yeah, okay, very cool. Did your husband send the same thing out or did you already know? He, he sent he sent his out too. And the thing was, is his came back with like incredibly dependable, able to like make a list and get things done, strategic, able to create okay. systems, but it it wasn't as clear cut as, She'll talk to anybody and it's Insta friendships. <laughs> well, yeah, but his, it makes sense, right? He's a mm -hmm. systems kind of guy, very analytical, very yes, detailed number focused. That all makes sense. Well, it sounds like you guys have got an amazing teamwork. Obviously, you're the forward facing person. You're the face of the duo. He's yeah. the behind the scenes guy. And you make that work. What were some of the big things or any changes that you guys made once you made this discovery about your strengths, your superpowers? Well, for one, I quit wasting time trying to become an underwriter. Yeah, good. Um, that was because a big I, was, I was wasting so much time doing that and I hated it. 
Oh, for sure. The thought well, of doing sorry, it. Sorry, what did, what did you teach? What were you teaching when you were teaching? Actually, I teach economics. Okay, so that's numbers. <laughs> honestly, it's it's theories. It's really it's a social science. Yeah. So it's more how people respond to incentives over a lot of people hear econ and they're like, oh, that's money. It's a study of money. No, it's the study of how people respond to incentives. Okay. Those may be financial. They may be title changes. It could be all sorts of things. It could be food. It yeah. could be how they respond to scarcity. I mean, it could be any number of things. Yeah, no, that makes a lot of sense. And that's a good kind of springboard into real estate investing because ties in beautifully. Interesting. Very, very cool. That's a fascinating idea. Hold that thought for a second. Hi there, this is Dave Debo, and real estate investors hire me to raise capital the right way. Why? Because most of them are stuck with too small of a portfolio, and they don't know how to attract investors and raise money for their deals. So I help them to connect, capture, and close their ideal money partners. Bottom line, when you've got a deal, you're going to have the capital to do it. So go ahead and book a no-cost capital clarity session with me at bookachatwithdave.com. Again, that's book at chatwithdave.com. So now that you guys are busy helping other people in the whole real estate investing space, if you don't mind sharing with us, kind of like how do you coach people on not just discovering their superpower, because now we've we've seen how we can do that, but taking advantage of that superpower and, and making it fit in better with what they're trying to do with real estate. So there's a couple of things. I actually took David Ricardo's model of comparative advantage. Okay. And I put that into a team setting with two team players. And I showed where, you know, like your average team is going to produce a long cut, something called the production's possibility frontier. But if you start trading with your teammates in your superpowers, so like with Jason, he could spend eight hours trying to network and meet three people. Mm-hmm. If I spend eight hours networking, I'm going to meet a hundred people. Mm. If I try and spend eight hours like underwriting, I might get a quarter of a way through a deal. If he spends eight hours underwriting, he's probably going to make it through two or three deals at a base level. Yeah. And so when we start trading, I'm trading underwriting or I'm trading networking for his underwriting and he's trading underwriting for my networking and we start working together like that, we can achieve a place outside of where we would normally be able to produce if we were both doing both activities. All right. So what I'm hearing is this works really, really well, especially for a couple that are doing this together. What about the single folks that are flying solo or perhaps even worse yet, have a spouse that's not super cooperative? Yeah. So if you are flying solo, you're going to have to wear more than one hat for at least a small period of time. The hope is is that you're going to go to events. And if you're an introvert, you're just going to have to figure out how to go to events and just get a few people because that's one of the tricks that Jason will do is we go to events and I'll introduce them to a few people mm-hmm. and then he can have a smaller conversation in a setting of three to five people. So even though it's a larger event, he's in a more secluded setting with just three to five people. Plus he probably dives in deep, right? He probably makes a, like if, if you're meeting a hundred people, it's, it's fairly high level, superficial, He's meeting three people, but that's pretty deep, I'm guessing. Yeah, it is. And that was where we also discovered I have a pretty good memory, Mm. which comes in super handy. So if I meet 100 people, I'm going to, and I'm so horrible with faces, but I'm probably going to remember 75 to 80 names. And I'm going to remember facts to associate with those names. That's amazing. Maybe only one fact, or maybe it'll be like there was this group of people. And I remember like, I met somebody the other day 
I didn't meet him, but we, I was at an event on Tuesday and this guy was there and he's like, oh yeah, I've met you before. I'm like, yeah, we met in 2019, the day before Dealmaker Live, we were at an event with Adam Adams put on and he was giving out free dinner cards. <laughs> so it was a, we were at Legacy in Plano. And he was like, holy <laughs> night. <That's scary. laughs> here I was thinking Jason was kind of the rain man of the two of you, but now I think we got two rain men going on here. My goodness. It was weird. I know it was weird. And then I told him, I said, and so-and-so walked by us. And he was like, oh, wow. She did. And I was like, hmm? <laughs> I kind of wish I had that superpower. That'd be very, very cool. That's awesome. Yeah. So, so I guess my other hint too, is if you are that introverted person, mm -hmm. find you a loud extrovert friend that is willing to be your wingman or your wingwoman at an event because they can start the conversations and break the ice. And then you can enter the conversations when you feel comfortable because you don't have to do it alone. And we all have friends. See, that's one of the big takeaways I'm getting from this conversation, Angel, is it's not just a matter of finding out what our own superpower is. That's awesome. But it's what you're talking about there is figuring out a way to combine our superpower with somebody else's different superpower so that the sum is much greater or the whole is much greater than the sum. You can see how good I am with math, right? But you know what I mean? So that's Absolutely. what you guys have done and it's working really well. So you could do the same thing. Even if you're a one-man show, one-woman show, you can connect with other real estate investors in your local RIA, your local meetup, your local club, what have you, and work off of each other's strengths, right? Even if you're doing completely different deals, there's always some way that you can combine forces to get ahead. Would you agree? Absolutely. Oh yeah. And I would even say like, for me, when I went with my husband a couple of weeks ago, it was his last job as a W-2 employee and we're going to Houston. And so yeah. I'm looking through meetup and there was a, it was like the global green energy software or something at Shell. It was free to go to. And I was like, well, heck yeah. I'm the only person. First off, it took me forever to get into the Shell compound, Shell oil and gas. Yeah. And I'm in this thing. I'm the only person that doesn't work for Shell other than the speakers. And they're all computer people. And so the reason I, the reason I say that is because your extrovert friends, they don't care what the event is. There's going to be people. I am all and I'll go anywhere if there's going to be people, because I'll talk to anybody. I just love Seriously. talking to people and meeting people. And so if you're afraid that you don't have any real estate investor friends yet, I'm telling you, go back to that loud extrovert friend of yours because they will accompany you anywhere. <laughs> they legit, they love just meeting people. Awesome. Good advice. Angel time flies when we're having fun. You've got lots of stuff on the go. You've got courses and teaching and training and podcasts and all that kind of stuff. Where should people go if they want to find out more about you and about what you're up to and to connect with you? Probably, honestly, the best place is our website. It gets a little wonky sometimes. We're trying to make it work on our own. It's at www.theacademypresents.com. And that has all of our info. If you're an Instagram person, I am Angel Williams on Instagram. And I do answer my own DMs. Nice. Very nice. Now you got a podcast as well. What's the name of your podcast? It is the Academy presents. And so if you look it up, it has, it's kind of elementary looking. It's got like a blue sky in the back and a sun and some clouds and it's very nice. teachery. <laughs> <laughs> there you have it. We'll put all of those in the show notes as well. Angel, thank you so much. It's been a lot of fun and congratulations on finding your superpower. And hopefully this will inspire folks. You've got the tools there to figure out what yours are and to start taking better advantage of them. Stop working on your weaknesses, focus on your superpowers, find other people whose superpowers are your weaknesses, and then really make the world rock. Thanks so much, Angel. Oh, thank you. All right, everybody, take care. We'll see you on the next episode.
Well, hey there, thanks for tuning into the Property Profits Podcast. If you like this episode, that's great. Please go ahead and subscribe on iTunes. Give us a good review. That'd be awesome. I appreciate that. And if you're looking to attract investors and raise capital for your deals, then I'm going to invite you to get a complimentary copy of my newest book right back there. There it is. The Money Partner Formula. You can get a PDF version at InvestorAttractionBook.com. Again, InvestorAttractionBook.com. Take care.